Super Talk Mississippi media production. Joining us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, my good friend Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers, the Auburn 24-7 site over there. And Jason, if anybody who listens to this show knows that, you know, I'm pretty hard on Gus Malzahn for whatever reason. You know, every year I think, okay, they're probably going to lose four games. And normally that's where, where they are. I think I look at this Auburn team this year, and I think I don't think that they're better than Alabama. I don't think they're better than than than, than Georgia, and you know they, they might find a way to slip up here or there. Why, why is this Auburn team going to be better than I, my perpetual pessimistic view of them? I think the, the first thing to me is when I look at, at bringing Chad Morris in. I, I think this is a team that last year was was built to throw the ball more with Bo Nix and with Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz, those guys, and. They weren't built to kind of line up and run it and, and play that power game. And, you know, it cost them still good enough to, again, win nine games, be that nine and four where they were. But I thought they had an opportunity with that defense to, to do more things had they opened it up more. And we saw, hey, we saw what opening up can do uh, with LSU. LSU was that basically a, that same team the year before, um, you know, with Joe Burrow. And, you know, they make a change, open the offense up. Um, started using those wide receivers and make people defend the whole field, and it changed the game. Um, yeah. now, I don't think Auburn's going to go and, and average 50 points a game and you know, throw 70 touchdowns, but I do think that Chad Morris is a guy that can bring a different dynamic to an offense, and I think it fits perfectly with Bo Nix. And like I said, the talent on this team, I believe it fits them. And hey, if we've seen anything right now is that you need to play some defense but right now, if you you got to score points to win games, and, and LSU's defense was pretty good. It wasn't great, but it didn't matter. Um, you better be able to score because that's how you win games right now. What do you expect from Bo Nix in year two? I think he's going to be much better. I think it's a good fit, and you know he didn't throw an interception after the the last pass he threw at the end of the first half against LSU a year ago. So you know, with sixteen touchdowns, six interceptions, and, and started every game as a true freshman. And a couple of things for me that stand out. One of them was. On first down, uh, he completed 65% of his passes, 11 touchdowns and one interception. To me, it, it was all about that team playing a different style of football. I thought when they got in kind of the two-minute offense and did some of those things, he was at his best. And I don't think they'll run a two-minute offense per se, but I do think that it's, this is more suited to the way he's played his entire life. And, and it, it doesn't matter who you are at quarterback. If you, if you stand back there – you know, you're running the ball and trying to establish a run, and, and you wind up at third and eight or third and ten a bunch of the game, you're not going to be really good. And that's, I thought that's where they were too many times last year. So I think it's a better fit, just a style, you know, standpoint of what Bodnick does. I like Auburn's uh, skill position guys, you know, and of course they've recruited so well there. But the offensive line, just looking at this, you know, you got some young guys there for, for sure. You know, you don't, not a, I don't think there's a senior starter on that line. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Can this offensive line, you know, do what what's needed to do, be done in this offense? Yeah, once again, I think it probably sets up a little bit better for them. Um, you know, you're, you're you got a new offensive line coach in Jack McNeil Jr. and you got to replace, you know, four starters. I mean, you know, the only guy that you have coming back is Nick Brahms, who started for half a year. That's the only guy on this roster who's ever started a football game on the offensive line. So they got a lot of work to do in a short time. But I think if you if you're going to run kind of a control passing game a little bit. I think it takes some of the pressure off those guys to not have to stand back there and, and, and hold the ball a long time. And it's, I do think that you know this group, from a physicality standpoint, is going to be a more physical group than Auburn was the last couple of years. They don't have the experience, but you know, Rodarius Ham coming in, maybe a Keandre Jones, and then 
a couple of junior college offensive tackles to me have a chance to be more physical than the group was the last couple of years. That group, I thought, was a much better pass-protecting group uh, than run-blocking, and, and you know they just didn't kind of fit over there. I, I, I think they got some talent, but, man, you're going to have to grow up in a hurry with North Carolina in week two. Auburn's got maybe the, uh, if you're putting together an all-name team, there's no doubt Big Cat Bryant is a, a first-team selection. Uh, just can can this defense, when I think of Auburn, I think of traditionally pretty good defenses. I guess kind of a general question, but, but where are things on the defensive side for, for Auburn? Yeah, obviously you lose a ton um, when you start talking about Derek Brown and you know, Marla Davidson up front, two guys that were essentially four-year starters. Marla Davidson was a four-year starter, which is you know unheard of almost on the defensive line in the SEC. Derek Brown, the, you know, the best interior defensive line in the country last year. Um, then you lose, you know, four starters in the secondary, both corners, both safeties, a lot of to replace. You got all your linebackers returning, which is a big deal, and they recruited well. So there's some talent, but once again, you just got a lot of experience to replace. Big Cat Bryant, he's a guy that you look at. You know, Marlon Davidson was a guy that went from a junior of, of, of you know, pressuring the quarterback to senior, getting the quarterback on the ground. Now, that's where Big Cat Bryant is. Last year, he was a guy that led the team in pressures, but didn't get the guy on the ground. Now, can he finish, get to the quarterback, hit, make those hits, make those plays? And so, I think, you know, he's one of those guys. That, there's some talent on this defense with, you know, Jamie Sherwood, Smoke Monday at safety, uh, Roger McCreary at corner. I think they've got some guys to build around. Just uh, you know, that linebacker group surely the only one that has all that starting experience. You mentioned the linebackers. Of course, I remember doing, you know, in our War Eagle Sports Radio days, talking about Owen Papo and his, how big a deal uh, his commitment was to Auburn at the time. Yeah, you know, what kind of player is he going to be? Because that's a guy that everybody had sort of penciled in as this is a, the next big thing at Auburn. Yeah, you know, the good thing for them is they got really four starters for. And now, essentially, you know, people only really play two linebackers. Um, you know, it's very rare that you play a third linebacker in a game nowadays unless you get goal line or a fourth and one situation. So you got four, basically four returning starters for two spots. And, you know, K.J. Britton is kind of that true classic middle linebacker. And then Chandler Wooten, another senior. And then, you know, Zacoby McLean has got to have to pick six against Alabama in the Iron Bowl. And, you know, it was kind of a speedster. Then Owen Popo, man, he was really good last year. Uh, I thought a guy that was deserving to be uh, you know, that all-SEC freshman team, but he didn't have to play as many snaps as a lot of these other guys did. And so he was able to sub in, <clears throat> but a dynamic player. I think the next step for him is to become a guy that gets after the quarterback more. I think they'll turn him loose. Um, you know, He's got four four speed at you know, 215, 220 pounds. He's kind of that, that perfect hybrid linebacker that teams are looking for nowadays. And so I think he's a guy that has a chance to really – take things to another level this year uh, you know, for this defense. The schedule, man. Finishing the season with LSU and Auburn, that is that is diabolical. I, you don't, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a situation like that. You know, How important is, is, is Auburn's game that, that you mentioned, that North Carolina game? That, that feels like sort of what the Oregon game was a season ago. You know, if, if Auburn had lost that game, I don't know that they would have gone on to have the season that they had. Winning that game gave them a big push. This is obviously week two, but is this a situation where a big a big win over a North Carolina team that some people are, are sort of high on can be a, a a push for the rest of the season? Yeah, especially because I think it the schedule sets up fairly well if you can get through that game. Uh, you got some you know games at home, some winnable games. Uh, some, you know, there's you, know, you look at, at both Mississippi schools going. You know, those are are very winnable games because 
you know, you're, you're starting kind of fresh and, and without the benefit of spring practice for two programs that, you know, especially the way they play on offense, it's going to be probably a, a learning curve for both of them. So you got those games in there. You get the Georgia game in the middle of the year, and that's kind of why you have LSU now at the end. You know, for Auburn, it was you had Georgia and Alabama at home back-to-back, which was great. But when you had them on the road back-to-back with, you know, just a, a kind of a throw-in game in between, it made for a brutal ending. Well, yeah, you got LSU and Alabama at the end, but at least you get one of them at home. And so uh, it helps to balance out the schedule a little bit. But I think that North Carolina game, week two, and then man, that road trip to Georgia there at the middle of the year, those are kind of make-or-break games. Uh, obviously, there's, in this league, they're all make-or-break when you look at it. There's not an easy one on the schedule. Uh, when, hey, when you throw Kentucky on the schedule, yeah. you know, 20 years ago, you go, man, thank you, we needed a break. Well, that's not the case anymore. There's, there's, there's not many of those breaks, especially the way Kentucky's playing now. So, yeah, I think week two and then Georgia, to me, are those two that you either go, you know, good season, potentially great season, or, man, you got a whole lot of work to do. We may have hit on it at some point with one of the other questions, but if you looked at this team overall from a big-picture perspective, is there one component, one factor that you say, hey, if this happens, this team's going to be really good? Is there is there any big question or is there any big uncertainty that you just think, hey, if this goes right, Auburn has a chance to have a special season? I think if, if they can find that, that pass rusher, um, it's so important in today's football. Can you find that guy that gets after the quarterback? You know, they've had a guy that kind of stepped up the last couple of years. If you can find that guy, then it changes the complexion of a defense. And if you don't have them, then, man, it makes it hard to, to play football nowadays because the more people you have to send after the quarterback, the less you have to cover. And, and it don't take it don't take very much for these offenses to pick you apart. So I think if Big Cat Bryant or T.D. Moultrie, um, you know, Derek Hall, a kid from, from South Mississippi, one of those guys steps up to be that kind of dominating pass rusher. To me, everything else falls into place. Obviously, the offensive line needs to play well and, and, and improve. But I think, to me, if, if that defense can get that guy, then they can play good enough defense. I think the offense is going to score points. All right. Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers. If you want to follow him on Twitter to follow more about the Tigers, I-T-A-T Jason on Twitter, man. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.